Hey folks, it's Sam Whitfield here. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Well, I'm here to tell you about my friends at Anchor. And if you're a long-time listener of the program, you've heard me talk about them before. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, they're 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor is, in fact, uh, ridiculously easy to use, ladies and gentlemen, and it is one of the primary reasons why I host the Whitfield Report with Anchor. They take care of everything from distribution to advertising, and all I have to do is continue providing great content for you folks which makes my job a whole lot easier and it makes listening to this podcast a whole lot easier for you guys. So it's a win-win all around. Get started today for free by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Folks, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the uh, Whitfield Report. Yeah, I'm blown away. And uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, tuning in tonight. Um, and uh, folks, I uh, I want to thank you guys uh, because tonight I hit uh, 612 subscribers on the channel. And uh, because of that, we have uh, we have some special guests tonight. Uh, not just because of uh, the show, but uh, let me let me go ahead and introduce our guest. Uh, I have some old colleagues of mine joining me on the show tonight. Um, my friend uh, Jason Veely and his brother Tate and their. Uh, friend Andrew, they're hosting a uh, new podcast called Antap, called uh, On Tap, and uh, they do a weekly comic book and pop culture show, and uh, so they're on the line now, and I'm going to bring them on, so uh, hold on, hold on a sec if I can get Skype going. Are you you boys there? We're all here. We're hey. all game's all here. 
All right, so uh, welcome to the Whitfield Report, gentlemen. I just did a uh, quick intro, and uh, so ladies and gentlemen, as I just mentioned, uh, we have uh, Jason Veely, his brother Tate Veely, and uh, Andrew, I, I can't remember your last name, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's our first time meeting, actually. So uh, Yeah, nice to meet you, bud. I'm Andrew Borgetta. Nice. Uh, nice. We have a we have a fellow WAP in the house. So, uh, and, well, anyway, uh, you know. So, folks, for those of you who don't know, uh, Jason and Tate and I go way back uh, to our early days of doing internet radio, and uh, I don't want to harp on it too much. But I mean, I've told a little bit of the story. But I mean. Jason, I think it's been close to a decade since we first met. Um, Has it been that long? I think it was. It's not quite. I th but we met in twenty eleven, I think, or twenty twelve. So almost. It's been a while. You're right. So almost, uh, you know, uh, ten years, and you and Tate came yeah. onto the show once before, and uh, you know, just to, to kind of pop in. But a lot of people want to know how. How did you guys initially? get started uh podcasting and what oh god and what <laughs> well no real answer i guess so yeah i guess i'll take the lead on this one for for what it's worth uh first of all sam i gotta ask you if you got a guinness i well i actually i don't have a guinness but uh because they were actually they weren't out but the uh the local liquor store i went to uh they wanted like 20 bucks for a for a six pack, so I'm like, ah, I'm not doing that. So I, I went and I went ahead and got my other uh, favorite standby, which is uh, Fat Tire. So I'm cracking that open right now. What are, what are you guys drinking? We'll, we'll, we'll get to the title of your podcast here in just a sec. Right, yeah. all that less important stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Love, love the uh, Fat Tire. You know us on Tap Boys. We're always drinking during our podcast. It's what we do. But um, right now I got a Yingling Light. Uh, it's not bad, actually. Ninety-nine calories. Nice. You... I'm also drinking Yingling Light. Nice. You you. Uh, now, is there anyone drinking a uh, White Claw tonight? No, I haven't had White Claw on the show in a while. Actually, good, thank you for good, bringing that up. Good, bring good, up. good. You don't you don't need one. Oh, thank you. You don't need you don't need White Claw. White Claw. Oh. White Claw. They're so good, Sam. No, no. And I, and I, <laughs> and I got a, uh, we're all drinking different, well, actually, Kay and Andrew are drinking Yingling. I got an IPA tonight called Bullet Takes Flight from our local brewery up here. It's uh, actually a double IPA. Oh, nice. 8% alcohol. So I'm, I'm enjoying this thoroughly. Uh, nice. So, well, cheers, well, cheers to you, well, cheers to you, gentlemen. So, um, cheers, Sam. Cheers, God bless, man. Yep. It's been a long time coming. So, uh, yeah, and everyone in the chat is saying, uh, radio video. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what this is. We're going a bit old school tonight, folks. But, uh, anyway, so as I was asking, so, um, I mean, how, how did J Jason, how you and Tate got started in, in actual radio like a long ass time ago? Actually, like before I we, even met you guys, we were doing um, political talk for a, a while. Um, Tate, Tate, you kind of 
dabbled with it a little bit for a short period of time at one point. Well, I remember. If we're if we're going way back, it all started on uh, Jason's local access television yeah. show called The Junior Factor. Mm-hmm. Was political commentary. It was uh, local access, like I said, and I was, I guess, you could call it producer for it. Um, and we would just do political talk, and he had a co-host, Connor Mullen, and uh, from there, it kind of bloomed into his own radio show, and um, I mean, I thought about doing it for a little while, but um, I, I never was as good as political commentary as uh, he was, so I guess that's where it kind of, I mean, we'll get to it, but I guess that's kind of where it branched off into an offshoot kind of podcast of which we're doing now. Right. So... So cool. So, uh, you know, Jason, I, I know that you took a break from, uh, you know, radio after kind of quitting politics for a bit, you know, as as did I. Um, you know, I've, I've continued in politics a little bit, but not really. I'm doing pop culture now, as you like you guys are. Um, so what, yeah. what inspired you guys to, uh, first of all, where did you come up with the name On Tap? Because that is a great name. Well, we, we have a little bit of a funny story about this. I'll take the lead on this one. Um, we, we actually put a lot of thought into our name, as you might expect. But mm-hmm. I think it was uh, I think it was last uh, late August of last year. I had a beer Olympics here uh, one night with a bunch of people. And Andrew and Tate were here, obviously. And it was about two or three in the morning. And we were several beers in. And that's when the first that's I think the first time these guys mentioned to me, you know, we should, we should really start a podcast. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was kind of a, a drunken decision at first. Um, but then, um, you know, a few days later we circled back and, you know, in our clear state of mind, we said, you know, do you guys really want to start a podcast? And we all thought it was a great idea. Uh, we all love pop culture and, and Marvel and game of Thrones and movies, movies and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we all just kind of took it and ran with it. And as for the name, we, we were originally thinking of, uh, there were a few different names that we were tossing back and forth. Yeah. Uh, do you guys remember any of them? We sat in the studio for uh, Jesus, probably upwards of almost like two hours. Yeah. Just, just thinking of names, drinking some brews and just shooting the shit and talking about some, uh, I, can I swear on your show? Oh, oh, it's yeah. not, it's too late. Oh, f- oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, you can. So, <laughs> I, uh, so we were just... Yeah, I, I swear I swear all the fucking time on the show, so... <laughs> all right, all right. So we were just in the in the studio, uh, you know, shooting it and just kind of having some beers, and we were just... We knew that we wanted to, you know, have some brews or uh, cocktails during our podcast when we were recording, so we wanted it to be something kind of... Uh, you know, centered around like beer or alcohol or something like that. So I don't actually remember any of the names that we kind of previously threw out. The, the random Cheeto. Yeah, was that, one was, of that was one of the things. The random Cheeto, the, the, the front stoop was another one. The front stoop was one. <laughs> um, just like, you know, bands around the front stoop, whatever you're talking about up there. But then we were like, every, every week we would have a different, you know, kind of set of topics and stuff. And it's like a, a nice uh, brewery. You know, you go in, sometimes you got different beers on tap. And so mm-hmm. we were like, we could choose the flavor for each week. And, you know, depending on what we talk about, that's what's on, on tap for that week. And so that's kind of just how we came to the consensus of our podcast being called On Tap. And uh, we have a lot of fun on it. That, really catchphrase. That's, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, that's in, that's uh, you know, that's that's a good concept, and that's actually kind of what I was thinking too. Is you know, you guys kind of sit around; it's kind of like a pub, um, right? You know, where you guys just sit around. And I mean, that's kind of I I feel like that's kind of what podcasting has evolved into because um, when Jason and I started, obviously we were you know doing a lot more political talk, but uh, podcasting back then was strictly internet radio. There wasn't really like a lot of free form uh, talking going on. Everyone kind of stuck to, right. to a radio uh, format. And like, I, I actually went back and actually listened to, to some of our old podcasts, Jason, and uh, some of the advertisements that we used to run were real, were just really bad. It's, uh, <laughs> um, the best. Did did you, did you ever do you do you remember did did any did any of our old sponsors ever actually pay you or no? What what I mostly did with my advertising, if you even want to call it that, is I I would just look to promote organizations of the same mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, political organizations that I supported, I would just. Out of the goodness of my heart, play uh, ads for them on my show, but none of them were like paid or sponsorships or anything. Yeah. How, How would you even do that? Because I believe in their cause. <laughs> well, no money, no cause. Yeah, but um, anyway, well, well, so I was actually kind of—I wouldn't really say surprised, but um, I—I I knew that you guys weren't a Paul. We're into politics, obviously, because we worked together for a long time, and I think at various points during the time we were together, we had kind of discussed pop culture, but it was um, off air. So, but like one thing that I've kind of discovered about you guys is, is you guys actually really know like a lot about Marvel uh, specifically. So, like, how are you guys like actually actually like hardcore comic book fans like I am or like how'd you get into Marvel specifically because that seems to be a hot topic on your show as of late. Yeah. So Sam, I would say this is Andrew by the way cuz I know Tate and I sound similar to one another. But I would say Marvel and Star Wars are probably our strongest subjects when it comes to going into a deep discussion or diving down the rabbit hole of what could possibly be coming up next within these franchises. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Game of Thrones as well, for sure. But for Marvel, at least, I mean, I've dabbled in comics. I've been really like taking a head nose dive into any of them. I have a couple comics at home, but mainly it's just, you know, I've watched a ton of YouTube, different YouTubers and just, listen to what they have to say about the origin of these characters and where they're from and what they may be doing in whatever timeline. And I just kind of use that knowledge to base off my speaking during the shows that we have. And, and Sam, to add on to that too, you know, a lot of it was, since obviously this is still a relatively new podcast, you know, we kind of had to take it episode by episode and kind of kind of work to figure out what our strengths and weaknesses were. Sure, and I sure. Think, and I think Marvel being one of our strengths just kind of presented it to ourselves. Um, and, and we kind of discovered that this is one of our strong points and we're just kind of taking the ball and running with it now. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, to, to, be, to be fair, I mean, I honestly, look, I, I, I know it's been a while since we've talked, but I mean, the Whitfield Report... 
is actually fairly new in and of itself because when I was working with you guys, it was called the Whitfield Analysis, which was strictly politics, you know? And, yeah. And like within the last, you know, year and a half, I've kind of relaunched as well. And I've kind of dealt, you know, delved into pop culture and, you know, comedy a bit too. So, I mean, it, th this whole format is, you know, again, like constantly experimenting with where your strong suits are, you know, and kind of like what can you introduce into, you know, the whole flow a as well. So that that's, um, that's interesting. And um, Sam, let me ask you this too, as someone who also transitioned from, you know, politics to pop culture, I found that you can get just as in-depth and, you know, talk just as much about pop culture as you can about politics. You know what I mean? They're, they're two totally different genres, but you can really dig in and, and get into rumors and theories and news and oh. all different kinds of stuff about pop culture. And that's what I think I really, really like about it. Oh, yeah. Well, and and I mean, with me, and this, this doesn't happen as much, but sometimes the two... Sometimes the two interchange, um, you sure. know, more more or less. Like, honestly, the whole the whole reason why I started covering pop culture was because um, when when uh, Dave Chappelle, I, uh, I'm a, so you guys might not know this, but I'm a I'm a big stand up comedy fan, and so when Dave Chappelle released his last uh, when Dave Chappelle released his last special. You know, Dave Chappelle is very liberal, but he's incredibly funny. And yet when he got, oh, yeah. when he got attacked by the, uh, you know, from the social justice warrior mob, I was kind of like, you know, what, what the fuck is going on on here? So I, I analyzed, you know, I, I, I basically did a review of his uh, special last year from a purely like entertainment stance and then kind of like, you know, brought the politics into it a little and people are like hey you should do more reviews on stuff so that's what i've done for a lot for the last year and a half so sure you know it's 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 all yeah. about playing with your audience a bit too so i i think one of the the things that we have you know going for us a little bit and um you know i don't know if we're we're super great at it but we sure enjoy doing it and uh you know i for all things considered, I don't think we're the worst at it, is reviewing movies and stuff like that. I really think that for the audiences that are out there now, film is really big. And I think that yeah. being able to go to the movies and stuff like that, especially for all the blockbusters that are coming out now and stuff, um, Marvel's huge, obviously, and stuff. Reviewing those movies and making a show about, you know, reviewing them is really you could you dive in depth. I mean, we talk we typically go for like an hour twenty five each episode. And I mean that goes by in the blink of an eye when we review these movies and stuff like that. I I've done I've done four hours stream up on Star Wars alone though in, in in the past. I mean you you can roll you can you can you can really dive into it. So oh yeah, you could easily lose track of time. Like we're we've been doing some of our discussions, and Jason will have to move us along because I I have no clue how long. We talking about a certain subject before Jason's like, all right, we're running a little low on time here tonight. We got to keep moving here. Next topic is, I'm just like, all right, abrupt transition. Let's do this. Well, and, and feel free to ask me any questions, you know, too, that you might have. Uh, one that kind of jumps out at me though, you, I, 
because I've been listening to your podcast, um, which, by the way, I do want to bring th- this up real quick. Ahem, to my friends at Apple, what the fuck are, are you guys doing? Why haven't you at, why haven't you added on tap yet to your... Uh... Oh, my God. I don't know, man, but I have a personal animosity now against Apple. I don't think they like us. Well, that's strange considering the last time I checked, you guys are like me and you own all Apple products, so what the hell? Yeah, this, no. This this shit would not happen if Steve were still alive. Let me just say. Uh, <laughs> let me just. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on Samsung Radio to come out. What, what? Samsung Radio. Hey <laughs> hey hey! I should I should maybe I should trademark that. So who knows? So who knows? So who knows? <laughs> on average, we usually come up with about three trademarks a day uh, an episode on our podcast. Yeah, well we yeah, well we could we could go we could go into business together and like start another network that hopefully won't uh implode. But uh now one one question one question I do have is uh as a fellow Marvel fan and of the N- and of the NC and of the uh, MCU um did you did you guys ever think it would go this far 10 years ago? when the MCU first started, because that blows my mind, honestly. No. No. Absolutely not. There's no way I pictured the first Iron Man movie turning into Endgame and its final product. I just... I mean, I saw Avengers movies coming out. Like, I I was able to, like... I was able to hope for that to happen. (laughs) But as for uh, 30-plus cast members type of movie with all these different heroes in it and coming together on this big battlefield. No, I never could have even dreamed of something so amazing occurring. And Sam, to add on to that, I don't even think they knew that it would turn into something this big. I mean, you look at the first Iron Man movie, they even took a huge shot uh, when they you know, cast RDJ um, as, as Iron Man. They had no idea if that was going to be you know, highly successful or tank. Um, so I think they have, um, they, they've, Marvel has just built something absolutely incredible. I would argue unprecedented. Um, but to answer your question, I don't even think, first of all, I didn't think it would build up to this. And I don't think they even knew that it would build up to this. And if I, if I could piggyback off of that, I'm sorry, but, um, you, you, you gotta give all the, you know, a lot of it as well is kind of luck, believe it or not. I mean, the castings that they have and, the you know, the characters that they build just hit. And especially for the pivotal films of Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, you had John Favreau was directing, uh, I think, 2 and 3. And um, he turned those movies into something that launched a legacy. And so, I mean, a lot of that, this guy was a nobody, really, before directing Iron Man. And, I mean, it's kind of just a stroke of luck. Is John Favreau kind of catapulted them into this entire freaking web of incredible filmmaking <laughs> that lasted, you know, a lifetime and will hopefully continue to last a lifetime, and it's just built such a legacy. Yeah. I wouldn't say that Favreau was a nobody, because he, but he was he was kind of like an, an indie film guy for the most part, um, you know. I guess I meant, like, I guess I meant a nobody to kind of, Main, mainstream films. Well, I mean, like, well, sure, yeah. Main, main for the for the average viewer, I guess. Yeah, I yeah no, I. I... Those Scorsese, 
I would I would I would agree I would agree with that. Um, you know, and I think I think one of the more amazing things about uh, the MCU is, is it's kind of in its own way surpassed the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in and of itself. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a feat when you when it comes down to it. It's such like a feat in movie making and just in I mean, a franchise. Marvel, I mean, granted, they have almost infinite content to work with, and they always have because of Stan Lee. I mean, rest his soul, laid the foundation for this universe. Um, but to be able to capitalize on that and to be able to set up the the um, the foundation and the team members that would add to it is just, you got to have skill. And Marvel is king of the world right now with what they're doing and what they have done. Yeah, I, I would... I would say so, and uh, I mean I'm I'm real curious to see what they do with the incorporation of Disney Plus now, too. Mm. I'm a, I'm a little. Yeah. I... Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I just said I agree. I, I'm you know excited to see what they do with it. I uh, yeah I'm a I'm a little I so I listened to your podcast I think it was from last week when you guys talked about like uh, Cap. And uh, Bucky, or I guess, uh, you know, Falcon. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, it, I I don't understand why they don't why they just don't make Bucky Captain America like they did in the comics. I I feel like that's an obvious thing. But thank you, Sam. But but what but whatever. Um, I'm still excited for Captain Bucky. Wandavision. I don't. I don't understand what that is, and I'm. To be honest, I'm a little. That's the one I'm nervous about because it seems campy. Like even from Marvel, it seems a little too the, campy. The fact that we know virtually nothing about it is what has me so interested. Um, I I I think Wandavision is going to be unlike anything we've seen so far in the MCU. I mean, obviously, it's going to feature two character. Uh, characters we've come to know but i think the genre of it and the setting and the plot line are going to be still just as interesting but completely different now whatever form that takes i have no idea but again that's that's what has me so interested yeah i mean i i I guess that that's a a good point it also could be i mean the the marketing for it seems kind of random too what what they're what they're doing with it i mean i yeah, it it just it, it 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 seems a little too silly right right now the way they're the way they're marketing it and I'm kind of like does this even does this even like you know is this even involved with the current MCU timeline but you know it might not be it could introduce the multiverse theory who knows yeah I I think that well going to lead right into Doctor Strange too. And that's another thing we've been talking about a lot uh, on our on our show. Yeah, yeah. Regarding Doctor Strange too, I'm I'm excited for that one. However, I don't think it's going to be as uh, gritty as some people are hoping, simply because uh, it's it's Disney still. And, uh, and uh, I agree. Uh, I, I, I sorry. Go ahead. And you know it. 
I mean, I'm, I am I will say this. While I'm pretty much happy with the MCU for the most part, I'm, I am a little pissed off at Kevin Feige because he basically wiped out the uh, Netflix uh, Marvel shows, which were really great. But they were... And he, he Daredevil was an awesome show. Yeah, Dare, yeah, Daredevil and The Punisher as well were like the two best shows. And I feel like, I feel like if if they if they wanted to include gritty stuff in the MCU, they should just bring those shows over from Netflix or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But no, they had to kill. Yeah. they had to kill those so two it, off. So when it comes to um, Strange Two and grittiness, um. So Sam Raimi, confirmed director after the previous director fell off, um, known for doing, I guess, Insidious and a couple of other horror movies. Yeah, he's mainly known for horror. So that's awesome. That's something that he definitely has going for him. That being said, like you said, it's going to be Disney-fied. It's going to be no worse than PG-13, which for sure limits them and kind of puts a strangle on what they could do. But um, I think it'll still be... I don't know, uh, horror-centric, I guess. I mean, in terms of what they're trying to do. It's like one of those things where you're, you're trying to make soda, but it comes out as seltzer. <laughs> Watered-down yeah. shit. Yeah, it comes out as seltzer. Like, you're trying to do one thing, but it comes out as something else. I mean, maybe that's what Raimi will do. Who knows? Maybe he'll, he'll have his own vision and just be phenomenal with what he is limited to do, I guess. But, I mean... I think Strange 2 will definitely uh, boost the second half of this um, this uh, chapter in Marvel. Sam, I got a question for you, man. Yeah, feel free. So, what do you think Disney needs to do, or Marvel, I should say, to make its next leap in the grasping more fans or just a new generation of people to get on their films? You know, what do they need to do to keep making money? Because I think, as Tate has said in the past, I believe, they've hit their peak. And what can they do to, you know, make sure they don't fall too far off from that? Well, this was actually something that uh, that I've talked about on previous podcasts, and this is something that J that Jason and I actually, I wouldn't really say we got into a fight about it over text, but he and I kind of, Ooh. he and I kind of just disagreed because I... I, I know what you're going to say. Because I, I, I said at one point that the Marvel Cinematic Universe was getting too formulaic and and boring, and I, I guess I, I guess I, uh, I guess I triggered Jason if I could, if I can say, say that. But um, no, I mean I think I think. Sam, you didn't even give me a trigger warning. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't give trigger war warnings here at the Whitfield Report. Um, well, good. We don't run on tap either, so. But, um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, or, yeah, or those, but, uh, but see, with, with spoilers, I'm also kind of like, eh, who cares? I'll see it when it comes out on, you know, on Blu-ray or whatever. But, uh, no, right. I think, I, I will say this, I think Disney Plus has kind of saved them a bit, maybe, like, kind of yeah. given them some power, but I'll, I'll tell you what, the, life. the, the one thing that they need to do is... They need to, I guess, uh, maybe bring in some of the creative writing team from the Netflix, uh, you know, Marvel series. Because when Disney is, when, uh, when Marvel is allowed to do, I guess, like darker and grittier storylines, they do them really well. 
But as yep. as long as they're kind of stuck behind, you know, everything has to be kind of Disney-fied, they're, they're going to, it's going to become formulaic, and people are going to get to get bored by, by it. And someone else brought a, a good point, like, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like, who pays for Disney Plus? It's obviously adults. They're the ones who have the credit cards, you know, and whatnot, you know, paying, <laughs> paying for this. Right. So. And their kids are the ones who want to watch Lion King and Frozen and you know yada yada. Yeah, which is which is great when I have like small cousins over, you know, or something like that. But you know. And I'm not saying they have to do like anything like extremely graphic, like you know, Sopranos level stuff or anything like like that. But uh, you know, I think, I mean, I think The Punisher and Daredevil, like you said, were were really good shows. Um, right. I think if you don't mind me cutting in here, no, I not think at more all. More films could be a great thing for them. They won't do it. I know they might not do it, Jason. <laughs> don't burst my bubble like that, buddy. No, but yeah, J- it's just something fresh and something like a little more graphic for the adult fan base because they've captured a lot of us. They've captured a lot of us when we were young, like when we were in like high school or right. middle school. Some people elementary school, and now at this point we're all older. Depending on when we started watching this franchise, I mean. I don't think anyone would be too upset with R, a couple R-rated films, a little bit more graphicness and more violence to these to these movies instead of like you know the hero or the villain doesn't always or the hero no the villain doesn't die and the hero puts them in a jail cell you know it's not like that maybe the hero does or the villain does die to mix up hero and villain I'm fucking struggling here yeah or... <laughs> but I I just want to say uh, I don't see Marvel doing that anytime soon and the reason i don't see them making r-rated movies anytime soon is because i mean for the past 10 years they've been making billions of dollars with pg movies they have absolutely no reason no incentive right now to make r-rated movies the 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 risk just seems bigger than the reward at this point just my opinion yeah but yeah but but then you look and see what dc did with uh joker too and people i mean (laughs) I mean, people were. DC kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, DC DC does suck. I I agree with that. But I mean, I think Joker surprised every, everyone. Well, even so. Well, so. give give Todd Phillips the role on some other movies, and you might be mistaken. I mean, if DC was smart, and I've said this, I think a couple podcasts ago, if DC was smart, they would focus their movies on kind of villain-centered uh, films. That are graphic, that are violent, that are deep plot driven, and that are kind of character studies and kind of fulfilling this kind of dark DC universe. Um, if they were smart right now, that is what I would focus on until maybe things, you know, fizzle out in, you know, I don't know, five years or even beyond that. I mean, just fo- DC has a lot of really cool characters. There's no denying that. Villains and superheroes. So I think if DC was smart, right now they would focus on these kind of black label DC films like the Joker and these character studies that are violent and, and you know, give people the run around and I think they should just go with that for a little while. Yeah. You're not beating Marvel. Yeah, I mean and I and I think the other thing they need to 
to do is they need to like stop trying to beat Marvel, um, you know, too, because they they basically you know ran Justice League out as fast as they could to compete with the Avengers, and it you know it tanked, and and so you know if they if they tried doing something like more original, I think they would you know do better too so yeah like i mean joker was a dc original like you got a freaking amazing direct well okay i i kind of gave him a little kudos on there but you got a really good director todd phillips and then you you got joaquin uh joaquin phoenix jesus i'm combining the two names you got joaquin phoenix to to take on the role of joker which i'm not sure if you've seen any of his other films but joaquin phoenix is a really great actor and well-established in a lot of kind of kooky roles. So I thought that casting was really kind of genius and he pulled it off amazing. I mean, he won him an Oscar and um, I don't know. I think that's kind of the direction that they would be smart to continue in. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, As far as other films uh, and TV shows kind of outside the Marvel universe, anything that you're looking forward to this year or, or next year? Yes. The Mandalorian. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that... The Mandalorian was one that I was really kind of worried about at first, but I mean, it, I think that's become a big hit, so... I, I think... needed proof behind The Mandalorian. Yeah. I think The Mandalorian is exactly what the Star Wars franchise needed right now, especially after the last three movies that I mean, uh, some were better than the uh, than others, but really, as a whole, the last three Star Wars movies in the in the saga were kind of shit. Yeah. So I think the Mandalorian coming right now at this point in time is exactly what they needed to kind of keep their fan base uh, happy. Well, I mean, I, so I'm so I'm one of the Star Wars fans that grew up with the original expanded universe. So when when Disney, uh, you know, when Disney nuked uh, the EU, I was not happy to begin with, and then the new movies just were kind of a stab in the back too. But I mean, the the Mandalorian is really good. Just overall, I think I think they got the right guy to play uh, Mando with Pedro Pascal. Um, I I I just I really like him as an actor, but I think he really did well in, in the Mandalorian too. So, um, so Sam, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. I oh, never no. know when you're done speaking or not. I, I don't mean to. Um, I, I was just going to say, Andrew was kind of our Star Wars guru out of the three of us. Um, and I, I want to ask you the same question to see if it kind of matches up with Andrew's answer. You both kind of agree that the last three movies kind of sucked. I, I'm wondering what you think the biggest problem with them was. And then maybe Andrew can answer too, and we'll see kind of how your answers compare. Mine is, and and again, I mean, I I hate I hate to bring up politics, but honestly, I feel like Disney tried too hard to kind of virtue signal with Star with Star Wars. Um, it kind of to what? I'm sorry. They they tried too hard to uh, virtue signal. To okay. With uh, I mean, really, I think I think like. I think I think the Ray I think the Ray character was one of their biggest problems. So, 
I mean, we're, we're supposed we're supposed to believe that you know Ray Ray's amazing because she just is, and then they wrote they wrote the fact in that she's a Palpatine at like the last minute as like a plot hole yeah. for. That was my biggest problem. Oh man, I I couldn't be happier you said the Ray thing to be honest, Sam. And my biggest critique isn't Ray; it's how they set up the first movie into the second, and then into the third. I, aside from all the movies being similar to the original series, like all of them, four, five, and six technically, and then seven, eight, and nine, they all kind of lined up with their predecessor predecessor of a movie. Yeah. But the Ray thing, it's it's crazy to me because they had a brilliant plot line with making Finn a rogue stormtrooper into turning him into a Jedi. Like that seems like the perfect thing for me. The Empire's taken down is taken down by a rogue stormtrooper went Jedi, like Force sensitive stormtrooper. And they always teased Finn having these Force sensitive abilities, but never capitalized on it. And then they go into this movie. And uh, all this whole series, actually, and they just capitalize on Ray, 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 only just for them, for Finn to take a backseat as a co-pilot and not do anything other than, you know, these side quests here and there that I guess helped them out in the long run, but they don't make him a Jedi. They, I, I don't know. They missed the boat, in my opinion. Well, for an original storyline, they really dropped the ball. You see why we call Andrew our Star Wars guru? Well, a- Andrew, you and I might have to uh, connect on Facebook and just talk Star Wars in depth at some point. One on. I would freaking love to, man. One on one, and in one of our uh, one of our uh, mods in the chat, jo- Jolly is also a huge Star Star Wars fan. I'll I'll say this too. Uh, as he kind of sucks. Don't get me started. I'm reading some of these freaking comments. He's killing me. As as an actor. I I really like Adam Driver objectively as an actor. I've seen him in other stuff, and he he's a really good actor. And I feel like he yeah Adam Driver I think is great for the franchise. And Don't I, get me wrong. I feel like he really did a good job with Kylo. I just feel like I feel like Kylo was written really badly, kind of from the beginning as kind of like this whiny emo kid. Um, yeah. Instead I think the of, second movie they really dropped the ball with them. Yeah. They really didn't know what direction they wanted to take them, so it kind of left them to stand still for this third movie. Um, I mean, honestly, the direction I was hoping they were going for, and this is going to be a, you know, a biggie reference, but I was honestly hoping they were going to take them the direction that they did of Revan, kind of where you know he he was on the dark side, but then he turned back to the light. So and then right, and then was able to kind of harness the two together. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't think Ray was the right choice. I agree. Yeah. I do like the way like Ray was written throughout of it. Like it made sense, other than the Palpatine thing. Yeah, that was kind of just like, oh, this is why she's able to use the Force, and it's kind of what made the third movie work. I guess if you want to say the third movie worked, but I don't know if they, if they had chosen not to make her Palpatine, I almost felt like the third movie would have been better. Sam, the other thing, too, that I'll add on to that is I, I feel like there were so many just so many things that didn't make sense in the new trilogy. Um, certain characters were introduced and then dropped off for Gee. really no reason. Gee, you look you at think? Like, characters like 
you look at characters like Rose, you look at characters like Snoke. I mean, these were characters that were built up and then like dropped off a cliff and no one really heard of them again. There were other things too, like like certain force abilities that these characters magically had that they never introduced before that, you know, suddenly they have these force abilities that we've never heard of. It, it was just so, so many things that the viewer was just forced to just kind of accept without, you know, saying, you know, Tate, Tate put it perfectly on a few episodes back. He said, you know, we should have been watching these new Star Wars movies and saying, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Instead, our reaction was, I don't get that. That makes no sense at all. Why is that happening? That's the wrong reaction I think Star Wars viewers should have had. Yeah, also also the, the timeline uh the timeline you know continuity the continuity also got really got messed up because like i i was watching uh well i was watching the the mandalorian with my with my mom she watched the series with me and then we went and saw uh the last jedi and she's like wait so i'm confused so does the mandalorian does the mandalorian take place like you know after uh you know the Force Awakens, or, like, and I, I had to explain to her, I'm like, no, it, it takes place after the, you know, after Return of the Jedi, like, before the new, but, like, and, like, us as, like, fans, we know that, but, like, to the average, you know, audience, like, you know, they do, they do a really bad job of, of explaining their chronology for some of this other stuff, so. Um, yeah, I agree, but to, to the Mandalorian's credit, though, I think they wrote it in a way where, it's not absolutely necessary to know when this is taking place or really any other Star Wars lore at all. I, I mean, I think they wrote it in a way where just anyone could sit down, even if they've never seen Star Wars before, watch The Mandalorian and enjoy it. And I think that really speaks volumes to how successful it's been thus far. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That that is that is the that is the brilliance of of The Mandalorian. I mean. Bill Burr said it perfectly on his podcast too after he get he guest starred because um which by the way, his 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 episode was hilarious. Um but Bill Burr also said I was never a big Star Wars fan, but the Mandalorian was like watching a Western in space, you know, which is kinda of how I feel about it. I mean uh, Yeah. So going back real quick to the to the fan servicey part of that, um, you can't get more fan servicey than turning Yoda into a baby. I mean, <laughs> this this thing swept the nation, and uh, you know what? I gotta give it to them. God, God damn it, they did it. So, um, and it worked. And uh, for what it's worth, my girlfriend is not the biggest Star Wars fan, like at all. Actually, she's not a Star Wars fan at all, like ever. Uh, she saw Baby Yoda, and you know what? She watched the entire series. Uh, come, yeah. come to turn out, she really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's guerrilla marketing is what it is. I mean, it, it's these, this cute little figure, this mythical figure that falls, that makes people fall in love with it. And uh, they watch the entire series and can't wait to watch uh, the next season. That reminds, that reminds me of a meme I just saw recently online. It was something along the lines of, 
what Disney thinks women want, and it's a picture of Ray. And then, and then on the right side, it's what women actually want, and it's a picture of Baby Yoda. So it's so true. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I could buy a Baby Yoda at like Petco, I'd probably buy three. <laughs> no, 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 no. There, no. There's a business idea. So yeah, start selling them, increasing them. <laughs> Take uh, him for a walk. Put a, you know, <laughs> what? Give it a frog every now and then if Daffy is a clam. Oh, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, and honest, I mean, so Disney Plus, I think, in terms of Star Wars, they're really doing well on that front. Um, one of the things that I'm really, that I that I'm really bummed out about is that they're delaying uh, Kenobi for so for so long. Yeah, good point. Yeah, we we uh we talked about this on our podcast too, and we were all very upset about this. Uh, me me in particular, I think more than even Tate and Andrew, because I, I I don't know about you, Sam, but Kenobi is my favorite Star Wars character by a long shot. Oh and yeah. I think I I just think that Disney Plus is going to take this concept and run with it. I think it has the potential to be even more successful than The Mandalorian. And to hear that it was delayed, I was just kind of like, it was upsetting. But then again, on the flip side, we did hear that um, uh, McGregor said just a few days after the news broke that it's kind of all bullshit and that it's going to have the same release date as it originally did. So I I don't really know what to believe at this point. I'm just hoping that it comes soon. Well, if it... Well, here's the thing. If if it if it's delayed, but they do it right, like I, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I would I would rather that they they do delays and uh, make things, you know, and film things properly, you know, and edit and edit and get like a good product as opposed to rushing things, you know, and, and like half baking everything. Um, John. Um, Jolly in the Jolly in the chat wants to know. He says this is the kicker question: Who's their favorite Seth? So, ooh, and that is a good question. Can I answer first? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So mine's kind of a, a twofer. My favorite Sith is without a doubt. Uh, well, actually, I'll just put it this way: My favorite Star Wars character out of all the Star Wars characters is Anakin. Always has been and always will. Um, Anakin's my favorite Sith. I think he has a crazy storyline um, between the torment that he has internally and then how he expresses it externally by being a mercenary to a bunch of kids. Um, yeah. I think he's a crazy, crazy story, and what he becomes is even crazier, obviously. So Anakin is definitely my favorite Sith, 100%. Andrew, Andrew what do you think? I, uh, I need a minute. I gotta go with Darth Maul without a doubt, dude. I just think he's such a cool character. Um, I I don't think he had enough screen time in the original movies, in the prequel rather. Um, but I understand that he does appear quite frequently in. Is, is it the Clone Wars? Um, the animated series, Sam. I don't know if you know. Yeah, he he's appeared a little bit in the Clone Wars, which I haven't watched all that much of the Clone Wars to be honest. Um, right. That, I just think he's a really, really cool character. Just the way, I don't know. He's just, he's just very mysterious, very dark. He has a killer lightsaber, if I can be frank. Yeah, well, um, I 
in. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, and then if you and then if you read some of the novels, I mean, the fact that he was kind of Sidious's first apprentice is right. You know, is pretty cool too. So, um, have you read a lot of the novels? I I've well I've not read a lot of the new stuff. I've read a lot of the old stuff, like the the uh, like I read the I've read all the books on the Old Republic and uh, Darth Darth Bane. The Darth Bane series is one that you really want to read if you really want to understand you know the rule of two and what the Sith are all about. So hmm. um, I'll have to check them out. Yeah, I mean, all, all that stuff is no longer canon, but it's still good, so, um... Yeah. The, the Knights of the Old, the Old Republic video game is great, too, so... The Knights of the Republic video game? Is that what you said? Yeah. I've never played it, unfortunately. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of like a hype up, but I've actually never played it. But for my favorite Sith, since I have an answer this, yes, I think it's got to be the Galactic Emperor Vader. I mean, the big bad making his first appearance in A New Hope, walking in with his theme music, and almost immediately killing, like, three people. It was just a statement that this is not to be fucked with. And then finding out later on that Anakin is the whole, you know, his whole origin, is even, it makes it even cooler, because he's literally the only Sith we got that much background on, because yeah. he was that big of a so, I mean, Darth Vader may be a stock answer, but he was the big bad, and you, you can't really top him. Even, like, in other film franchises, Darth Vader is world-renowned. Like, people know who fuck Vader is. They know his theme, even if, like, they haven't even seen the movie. I right, feel like. You right. know who the fucking worst Darth character is, or the Sith yeah. character? The fucking worst Sith character ever is Count Dooku. This like, guy, I gotta be like that. Count Dooku, he's he's never great. He doesn't. Count Dooku, Count Dooku sucks. No, I mean, over grievous guys, over great. Yeah. I love. I kind of like over grievous. I love General Grievous. Oh my god, not really, but I like him a lot better than Count. I just, I don't know. I, Count Dooku's never done it for me. I, 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 I will say this though, uh, Christopher Lee or, or whatever his name, name is. I, I, I kind of agree with you about Dooku, but Christopher Lee was playing hardcore. Death metal into his eighties before before <laughs> before he died before he died. So I mean, I just think for so for General Grievous, I mean, I don't he's he's not great, but you gotta appreciate the CGI and this guy was a bad mamma jamma with four lightsabers, so and he collected them off all the people he killed. I mean, come on, that's a fucking badass. But other than that, but other than that, I mean, he, he, you know, he got killed by a freaking blaster gun. <laughs> so weak. That's so, the worst. One of the worst ways to go out of all of them. Yeah. So, At least Count Dooku got decapitated by Anakin with two lightsabers. Uh huh. So. So I don't know. My answer is, is Anakin. <laughs> I I well well also take. Weren't you saying something like, "Hey, we could be related to Hayden Christian." Christensen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, oh my god. He's man. actually my third cousin six times removed. <laughs> the well uh, No, he's lying. Well yeah, I mean I mean I mean I mean I mean there there have been there have been some pretty uh you know interesting asides in uh on tap too. That uh 
No, I mean, not as bad as my asides, but still. <laughs> Any um, in particular that come to mind, Sam? Well... Well, well, for, well. For one, uh, the I, I, I actually had to hit the uh, thirty, the thirty seconds uh, button because you guys started talking. Uh, you guys started talking uh, about uh, Andrew's obsession with anime and and uh, Jason says like, yeah. So, so what is it with anime? There are two boobs on each, on each page, and, and I'm like, wait, what? Did I just did I, did I just actually hear the word? The word boobs come out of Jason's mouth. That's usually, that's usually, that's usually my line. But uh, Andrew so. loves anime, and uh, yeah, there's a strong culture behind it. And these two don't believe. Not a lot of people do, but hey, if you're willing to give it a shot, I always recommend. Well, you know, that, that's that's what they, that's what they all say. But we really know that uh, quote unquote anime fans are just really hentai. Hentai fans. Oh, there it what, is. What? Yeah. There's the crazy association that's <laughs> always made. There it is. I've had it. What's uh? Everywhere I go, what I get. So your 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 tentacle porn uh your tentacle porn fetish there it is. has been has been has been. Yep, I love watching animated porn. How did you guys know? <laughs> so funny, Sam, because right before we came on to your show, Andrew said, I really hope he doesn't bring up anime porn. <laughs> well, well, it's almost about that. Well, I mean, I mean, there, there, there are, there are worse things, there are almost as worse things out there, so, but, uh, uh they, there definitely are. I mean, I'll take that over what could be worse than that. I'm not dabbling in that conversation. Well, I... It's good. You don't have to associate with the freaking shitty porn that follows it as well, all right? Well... That's all I got to say. It doesn't matter. Well, I, w I, w I will say this. Uh, have, you, have, you any, have any of you guys ever seen the... Uh, have, have any of you guys ever seen the Amazon series, The Boys? No, but I really want to. I've heard great things about it. Okay. I have to. Okay. The, the, the I have to warn you guys. The series is pretty good. Um, the graphic novel, the, the graphic novel is one, the graphic novel is good too, but the graphic novel is one of those things that you, uh, you don't want to read when other people are, are around. Let me, let me just put it that way. So you want to read with your bedroom door locked is what you're saying. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's like a, an anime thing if you ask me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, you don't want to know about it. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty damn close. So, um, <laughs> so um, let's so see. What's the boys about then? Can you give us a little rundown on that? Well, well, basically, I I love the concept of it. it's it's basically like what if what if superheroes were in our reality, and. And they were basically the celebrities of of uh, our time, so it, it's basically um, it's basically like that. How superheroes are like celebrities, and they're basically just all like shitty people who are constantly like you know doing drugs and like banging each other. You know stuff that pretty much happens in current current day Hollywood. So yeah. 
That sounds interesting. It 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 actually is. It's based on current times, or is it like in the past? No, it's no like in the eighties. No, it's, no, it's based on current time. Oh, that time, sounds so. really interesting, actually. So, um, the other, the uh, I mean, the other thing, it's not really anime porn related, but the. Uh, but since you brought up anime, Andrew, I, I guess the one thing that kind of inspired all animes to begin with is uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. Which, which I'm a I'm a big Blade Runner fan as well. I I, I I noticed that you mentioned that a few episodes ago. So. Yeah, Blade Runner is a fantastic movie. It opens just a huge can of worms, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, J- Jason, have I have. Have you seen Blade Runner yet, the original? God damn it, Jason! Well, no, I haven't. <laughs> I regretfully say that's that's one that you need to. Uh, I think I think that's one worth your time for sure. If you like, if you like something, I gotta see that. And, and Tate's been trying to get me to see Parasite lately too, so I got I got a list going. I don't. I've I've not even seen Parasite, so. Uh, I can't speak to that, but uh, I'm go- I'm going to have to. So. Um, I will double down on that and say you do have to. Um, I, I you know I I try to range outside of the MCU and everything like that, of course. But um, I, I'm a big fan of a lot of the movie. I I know the politics really come into play with this and stuff. But so don't kill me. I watched the Oscars this year because um. I, I, I was a big fan of all, a lot of the movies I thought, you know, I haven't seen all of them, obviously, but I've seen a number of them that were nominated and everything for a number of categories. And it was a good year for film. And um, Parasite won Best Picture. And I thought, very rightfully so, um, if you can get past the subtitles, then it's, it's an absolutely amazing thriller, uh, suspense, comedy, almost. Well, I mean, subtitles aren't a problem for me because I'm a huge fan of Narcos, so. Yeah, I hear Narcos is actually really, really good. I watched a couple of the episodes. Um, I haven't seen all of it, but I heard Narcos is really, really good, too. Yeah, no, yeah, Narco, Narcos is fan, is fantastic, so. Uh, hold, on, hold, hold on, since you guys are in chat, let me go ahead and uh, see our... And see if you guys are wrenched right now. So, um, anyone has any questions in the chat too? We'd love to uh, field a couple. Yeah, come on over to the on tap pod. You know, every every so often as well. <laughs> Not to self promote, but you know, <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's just a dick. But we're gonna self promote. You should definitely listen. To yeah, well, well, no, well, no, that's that's the whole reason why I want to have you on here. Um, you know, is to is to self promote, obviously. Um, well, thank you, Sam. So yeah, I mean, kind so, so what? What? Well, I mean, you you guys aren't you guys aren't bottom feeders, you know? What, like, honestly, this whole I mean, I've I've been podcasting for a while, but this this whole YouTube thing is still new to me. Um. So, I mean, do you guys have any questions from me, I guess, would be my, you know. Have you, uh, so, 
uh, tonight, actually, just before we came on to your show, we, we talked about this topic. I guess Marvel, going back to Marvel real quick, I guess they announced that an untitled movie is going to uh, debut in October of 2021, and fans like us are speculating on what it might be. Um, so do you have any guesses and or thoughts on what that film may be? Um, it, well, from what I've heard, it might not actually be anything related having to do with the MCU itself, but I've heard that someone is working on like a biopic of Stan Lee. So, so that would, okay. so that would be interesting. I see that. That'd be really cool. It's like an autobiography movie type of deal. Yeah, so yeah, something like that. So, uh, awesome. uh, John in the chat asks, "Who would win in a fight to the death? <laughs> Who would win in a fight to, to, to the death? <laughs> Gary Busey or Andy Dick? Jolly, I'm I'm not even sure if if I know the answer to that question. Can I can I give you my answer? Yeah, go ahead. Gary Busey. <laughs> that motherfucker's crazy. So, my other question, my other question relating to the MCU is, uh, when is Keanu going to uh, join the M the MCU? I mean, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Probably. My thought is that if he didn't make the cut for the Eternals, he's got another five years. Well, I mean, uh, well, I mean, honestly, they could have solved Endgame in five minutes if they just sent John Wick in to to solve it. To solve everything. <laughs> That's right. Having set up some traps for Thanos. So, um, John Wick. Keanu Reeves is amazing. I, 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 I love, I love Keanu Reeves. You, you guys. I, I can't remember which one of you guys was like, I'd, I'd like to hang out with Mark Ruffalo, but uh, I feel the same way about Keanu Reeves. That was probably me. I think Mark Ruffalo is a good guy. I think, uh, you know, from what I know of him from his from his movies, I've never met him, but I feel like he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like he would be a nice guy to get a Budweiser with on like a like a Tuesday afternoon after a hard day at work. I uh, I I kind of feel the same way about Robert Downey Jr. though. After uh, after seeing him on on the JRE, I'm a little surprised you guys hadn't brought that upon the podcast yet. So that's that's Joe, the dream. Joe Rogan pod. Yeah, I love Joe Rogan pod. Well, but. I, but have you guys seen his episode with Robert Downey Jr.? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, Jason actually has. Um, <laughs> honestly, and I... I, I Why well, Jason actually has? Be, because... Tell me out. Well, because uh, you, you are, you've admitted, admittedly said that you are not a big fan of the Joe Rogan podcast. And so we, me and Andrew both got on your case when, when we found out that Robert Downey Jr. was on. And to your credit, you did listen. Yeah. And you like Wait, wait, J J Jason, this is this is break this is breaking news here. You're you're not a Joe Rogan fan? I let me clarify. This is breaking news. I, I don't understand the hype. He's a, hmm. he's Oprah for dudes, basically. 
I, I mean, to be fair, I really haven't given them enough of a chance. I'll admit that. But, I mean, just going into it, everyone, like, I hear people all the time talking, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. I, I just, like, I don't know. So I don't what? get the hype. You could put Joe Rogan in a room with anyone and uh, he'll get along with them and make a three-hour-long podcast just talking to them one-on-one. He gets along with anybody, even if their views are completely different than his, like Ben Shapiro. Who who I've interviewed, by the way. <laughs> and me, too. Both of you guys have. Oh, yeah. The, oh, uh, yeah. So, I... <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I I actually remember you you messaging me after you interviewed Ben and saying, "Boy, that guy that guy really does talk fast." So I was gonna say, Sam. Now I I don't know. You gotta tell me if this was the case for you, but when I interviewed Ben Shapiro, I had a little bit of trouble like following what he was saying. I mean, I can't think as fast as he speaks. Neither 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 could I. Um, <laughs> Glad I'm not alone. No, well, I mean, hon- honestly, it's funny that you mention that. the The only reason I, I shouldn't say the only reason I interviewed him, but I mean, the main reason why I wanted to interview him was because I wanted to find out what his predecessor Andrew Breitbart was like. But you know, when when you interviewed him, like you actually interviewed, viewed him when he was in his when he was in his prime or started to get famous, I guess. So right, right. Um, so, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. But with all that, with all that being said, going back to, to Joe Rogan, hey, I have to ask you, uh, would would you uh, would you take the stars of death with Uncle Joey? Say that again. I'm sorry, I didn't hear it or we didn't hear it. Would you uh, would you do uh, would you do a star of death with Uncle Joey? Yeah, what's the star of death? Oh, oh, you you guys you guys don't you guys don't know what the stars of death are? We're 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 in culture, Sam. Well, okay, so basically, um, the stars of death are it's basically like a it's basically like a super high powered edible that uh, Joey Diaz will give guests sometimes. I would do. A number of things with Uncle Joey. I think I would be intimidated with every single thing. I think I'd do it. What's the hurt, right? You're on his show. You're there for his content. You might as well play into it. On Uncle Joey's podcast? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> same here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, feel like, I feel like Uncle Joey would, would be the... Would be a great... I mean, he he would honestly be a would be a great guy just to hang out with too. So he would. I mean, the tales that that guy has, the anecdotes that this man comes up with every single episode are incredible. Yeah, I mean, people uh, don't believe him. Yeah, I mean, he I mean he's like a life coach. He's like a life coach, honestly. He really is. <laughs> he's certainly been through his fair share of shit. That is. Oh, question. oh yeah, that's for sure. So, well, I mean, before we, before you guys came on came on though, I also I also couldn't help but overhearing you uh, remarking that I'm in Flor- Florida. So, uh, how's the weather where you are in the New England area? It's it's shit. It's 
foggy, it's rainy, it's cold. That that about sums it up. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. I I mean, I was literally at work the other day. I heard a conversation. Someone was like, "This weather makes me want to kill myself." <laughs> the the taxes are the taxes are too high there. You 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 guys. Too high, it's cold and balls. It's it's just a mess. You 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 you, you, you guys gotta come. You you guys gotta come. Well, I mean, I know that you guys visit down here, but that's not what I'm talking about. Real real estate is real estate is pretty good down here right now. So yeah. Well, wait, Sam. Where what town do you live in again in Florida? Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dox myself on air because some people are watching. But I'll tell you I'll tell you after the program. But uh, fair enough. Fair. Yeah, I've got. But uh, yeah, no. Before we came on, when we were talking to Andrew about how we're gonna be doing this interview and stuff. We were like, yeah, we're going to call in on Sam's show. And Andrew was like, wait, we're not going to Sam's house? And I was like, wait a minute, he lives in Florida, dog. I was so shook. Oh. I couldn't lose my ears, dude. I thought we were just driving over like 10, 15 minutes. No, but, no, uh, no, uh, but, what, no, but what's funny is my, uh, my mother actually grew up in uh, Waterbury, Connecticut, which I don't think is. Oh, really? Yep. So, so I mean, I, I've been to Connecticut, not like a whole lot. I haven't been there since I was about 10 or so, but, uh, you know. You're not missing out on anything, I'll tell you that. No, and, and I, and I, I was, I was kind of like, I, I, I was talking to my mom and I'm like, hey, we ought to go on, I ought, we ought to go on a trip to Connecticut to see, uh, to see my cousins. And she's like, she's like, Why? I haven't been I haven't been there in fifteen years. I don't miss it. So Yeah. Sam, if you are ever here, I will travel out to they call it uh, some people in the, the ghetto call it Woodbury. If you are ever in Waterbury, uh we will meet you in Waterbury or halfway solely to get a beer with you in person. We'll, we'll get a Guinness. I'll I'll come I'll come I'll come I'll come to you guys. I mean it, it's it's really easy because to me, to me, the whole entire state is like so tiny. You can navigate, you can navigate from one end to the other in thirty minutes. So. Pretty much, it's true. Waterbury is probably like an hour, an hour out from us. So well, still that, so, still that's not bad. So Sam, I, I gotta tell you this because I think you'll get a kick out of it. On our podcast that we just recorded, we did like a uh, like a Valentine's Day game where we each had our significant others answer a set of questions that we did not read before going on the air, and we had to try to guess how they answered each question, and it did not go too well. <laughs> really, uh, that that'll be interesting to, uh, to tune into. So, am, so am I the only single guy here still? Well, I was gonna ask. Do you have any plans for Valentine's Day? I uh, I'm I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try hitting up some uh, Trump babes down in Miami. Maybe, I I don't know, I don't know how well that. That's the way to do it. I don't know how well that that'll go over. That that's that's kind of how I got famous again. But uh, that's that's a, that's another story for another time. But uh. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I've 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 been single I've been single for three years so far. So uh Gotcha. Gotcha. So. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Too, I've never known too too much about your your dating life, Sam. It's uh, I've I've got I've got a story. So I'll just say that. So. Well, sometime I'd love to hear them. So well, well I'd be I'd be happy to tell them to. So. All right, sounds good to me. But uh, anyway, folks, uh, before we get going, uh, you know, uh, where can we where can we find you at? Well, we're happy you asked because we have the list of uh, social medias right here in front of us. Andrew is our social media guru. Yeah, this is Andrew's claim to fame. His five minutes in the spotlight on each episode, he reads the social media account. Oh my God, you guys are brutal to me. Like, <laughs> this is just so rude. <laughs> I won't read all of them. I'm giving you props. I'll read the main ones. You could find our YouTube videos at On Tap Podcast. So go on YouTube, search On Tap Podcast. You'll find our videos there for sure. Facebook, you can find us and like our page at Official Ontap Pod. That's where we give most of our updates and just about everything you need to know. Our YouTube videos also go up on Facebook. And SoundCloud and Spotify is where you can find just the full audios. So look for our little tap logo, black and white image of a tap, a beer tap, I guess is all you could really call it. And that's where we are. And uh, we've got... We got 24 episodes now on Spotify, which is kind of a decent track record. Each one is about an hour and 20 minutes long. So we got a lot of content, and uh, we're just goofballs. We like to drink. We do, you know, we're not pros, but I think we have insightful comments, and uh, it's a lot of good camaraderie if I may, for, if for I, a little while. If I may be so bold, I think one of the things that makes our show maybe stand out is that we we're, I think we're pretty good at jumping back and forth between goofball stuff and kind of dicking around with each other and talking serious stuff about rumors and theories and pop culture stuff. So it's, it's a good time. I think people will like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's one thing I do, that I do like about the podcast is that you guys can uh, riff easily. So... Yeah. You got yeah. It's a good time. So it's a good time. Uh, I definitely encourage you know anyone who is open to it, check us out. Give it a whirl. It, and Sam, we we uh we seriously want to thank you so so much. You know, before we wrap up for inviting us on, I know you've been asking us to come on for a while, and you know it's been kind of you know a, a slow process, but we we really appreciate you inviting us on. Oh no, I, I appreciate having you you guys on. And listen, if you guys ever need a fourth wheel for uh, Untap, I'm always I'm always here. So uh, I, I that is definitely the future. I I will say this: one of my uh, one of my strong suits is I'm the guy you want to bring along at useless trivia because uh, because like when because like there have been a couple times where where you uh, where you guys been like, what is that actress's name or actor's name? And, and I'll be I'll be like screaming into my phone like, God damn it, guys, it's it's such and it's such and such. So um, Yeah, we're we always fumble over actors' names and actresses' names. Hey hey if you ever we are Google itself. We we do our best. We yeah. can't remember everything. Yeah, but I mean hey, listen, and I'm serious, if you guys are ever like in the middle of an episode and need you know and if you need like, hey, who text who played so and so? just hit me up. So, sounds you good. And, and I tell you what, Sam, we we would love to come on again in the future, and we'll definitely uh, 
plan to have you on our show sometime soon too. Yeah, man, your your show's a lot of fun. We appreciate you having us on. We really, really do. I know we're a bunch of crazy guys, but we really enjoy having hey, you I, know conversations. Hey, I'm crazy. I'm crazy and insane. I I don't I don't even think uh, Tate or Andrew know. I mean, I know Jason knows some of the crazy antics I've been into the last uh, you know few years with uh, a certain. With a certain internet personality, but, uh, you know. Oh, really, Sam? I don't think you've mentioned him before. Uh, well, <laughs> well, a, well, a certain internet personality is, uh, let's just say he's drinking, uh, turpentine now. Paint thinner. So, uh, <laughs> so, wonderful. <laughs> let, 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 me just, let me just say that you, go, you guys aren't missing much anymore in terms of covering politics. It's gone... It's gone to uh, complete crap now, so. All the news media like that is just negative and dark, and we we aren't about that. We just want to have fun with what we're doing here. Yeah, no, sa- no, no, same here. So it's just it's easier to talk about pop culture and then and then mock everyone who's in the political sphere now. So, but anyway, guys, uh, thanks for coming on and. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in and uh, for this Thursday night edition. And I'll be back tomorrow for a uh, special Valentine's Day edition of the show. Until then, good night, God bless, and God save this great nation. So, uh, good night, folks. All right. Good night, everyone, and thanks for uh, watching. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page if you can support the podcast I really really appreciate that Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated, even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast. I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode.